0: Good afternoon. my name is Ryan Fries. Welcome to Midday Snack being streamed to you live from the uh, Friday AI Studios here in Atlanta, Georgia. And today I want to talk about technology. in particular, building your tech stack. That's a thing that a lot more people are talking about nowadays than they ever have before. And that's because there's so many vendors that do so many things and it could be very easy to lose sight of what maybe you need or don't need. And so I hope you're having a good day and you're in a space where you can take a moment and we can visit. And today I wanna talk very topically about some of the categories of technology. I'm not gonna specifically talk about each thing and this one, that'll be coming soon. Each of these categories I'm gonna spend a lot more time on but I wanna talk generalized about what the tech stack is, what it looks like. Perhaps you've been hearing about it, don't know where to start what they what these layers are supposed to do, how they work in concert, and everything like that. So let's get started. So thank you for joining me once again. Um, I came across a really good post that linked to a great um, primer, if you will blog post to talk about specifically building a tech stack for insurance agencies. I wanna go through that a little bit today. And I invite you, if you're a vendor or if you're an insurance agent and you've built a pretty successful stack that you'd like to share, check out the links at the bottom of this stream and or comment and let people know what you're working with. Send me a video of you talking about it, if you'd like to be a guest on the show so we can get into it more detailed about what this looks like, I'd love to have you. So let's first talk about it. And I'm going to bring up the share that took place. This was from Eddie Price of Genesis Software, who has a uh, a management system he's been vending with the company in Genesis for a great many years. He knows what he's talking about. And he talks a little bit about this. And so I'm going to go through the bullet points of what they shared. Jenna Kleber, the Sales and marketing manager of Genesis was the one that put it together. His share is the one that I came across. So tech stack, yes, another new term emerging, and it's important to know because. So let's get down into it. So these are the categories that Jenna puts together from Genesis, talking about how to build your stack. And a stack is basically just different layers of software or tools that should work in concert or Fill the gap of some of the other tools that you have today so you can do better work servicing, selling, acquiring, tracking your customer base. All right. So first and foremost is the agency management system. That's the foundation of what you do. I trust that you probably know that it's the purpose built software that's there to do specific insurance transactions probably interfaces directly with your comparative rater or has a built-in rater system inside of it um, where your forms live specific to insurance. So your accord stuff and handles your innate uh, policy tracking stuff, all the uh, policy levels and uh, interfaces with your insurance carriers in some capacity, either through download or through the uh, commission structure. So you can track and keep up with what you're getting paid. So, that's first and foremost. Obviously, there's several in the landscape. Each one of these categories are things that I'm going to talk about more deeply in future episodes, and I invite any vendor that wants to sit and talk with me about these things. I'd be glad for them to join the show and talk about why their product may be the best for you so you can hear it directly from them, and we'll ask some detailed questions so you can arrive at that conclusion for yourself. So, Agency management systems, where are you gonna start? That is your foundation. Then we're gonna talk about your CRM, customer relationship management. The difference here between this and the agency management is that it's specific to managing contact managing or tracking touches, interfacing, interactivity, communication with the customer. That's not inherently specific to the insurance transaction, how you communicate, when you communicate, certain um, personal information perhaps of your uh, clientele can live here. There's a a variety of different providers in this space as well. Um, And many of these CRM systems interface with communications third parties that handle some of the outbound uh, transactions. Many of them also uh, can help you build landing pages for inbound uh, traffic so that they can, you know, take in uh, through the marketing efforts that you have some sort of a call to action and allow the, uh, the respondent to get some information from you and enlist uh, your services directly through here. And then their contact information can fill your CRM and then begin your process of how you reach out to them and nurture what we call leads in this space. So agency management, contact management, customer relationship. All right. Now let's talk about, The marketing automation. One thing that uh, through the years of my consultancy with insurance agencies is in the very beginning, when you start your insurance agency, it's easy to try to have your hands on everything because you you haven't grown very large and you don't have a lot of clients to manage. You don't have a ton of policyholders that you need to manage. So you can do a lot of stuff manually. But, But and you want to do this as quickly as possible, you want to outgrow that. You want to be able to touch as many people as possible, but everyone has a threshold. Everyone has a ceiling as to how much they can actually personally touch. So this is when you're going to lean on building automated uh, systems that to fill in the gaps and assist you in this. So taking the time to write down on paper a flow of what the triggers would be and who you're going to target and how you're going to measure this stuff is important and so it's not just social media though that's a major cornerstone you want to have automation that communicates to your social media platforms shares through uh you know facebook or linkedin or twitter but also of course reaching out to your existing customer base or prospect list and sending them valuable information that could convert them or engage them in your brand so that later on they can continue to either buy additional product or become a customer for the first time. And it's imperative to take the time to establish and define these targets, these buckets of who it is, these personas, these personalities that you're gonna to look to communicate with and write down the process of when and what you wanna communicate with these individuals as if you were doing it manually. What it looks like when you first hear about them, what it looks like when they first become a customer, what it looks like when you communicate with them down the line as they've become a policy holder with you segmenting out these personalities is where you're going to do your greatest job marketing, internal, external, uh, marketing because the more personalized and the more direct communication is that can pull their, their strings and and make them feel like you're engaged and that you care about them because you took the time to identify who they are and what messaging needs to be in front of them you will have much better results. But of course, leaning on a marketing automation system will assist you in being able to do this more rapidly than doing it manually. So let's go to the next one. Email automation is a a method of this. This is again, if you have their email contact information, it's not considered uh, an outbound marketing blast where you're out there trying to target uh, an audience that you don't have contact information for. Oh, I would leverage marketing ideas for this uh, method also because even though you have their contact information, you're trying to reach them for some marketing purpose. Again, either a prospect you want to convert into a, a sale or an existing customer relationship that you want to generate additional revenue from by upselling them on additional coverages or additional products, or maybe they can turn you into uh, um, a word of mouth or some sort of referral for you know their friends or family that need your services. And again, several uh, services exist out there. Some of these overlap. There are marketing automation tools that include email. There are CRM software that include mail and marketing. But this type of segmented communication is going to help you stay as relevant and as, as uh, powerful in front of your customer as possible. So you keep the touch. You stay in contact regularly. And again, build specific timing and messaging around when you reach out. So make sure you identify the personalities that you're going to reach out when you're going to reach out to them, what the message should be. It could very well be, you know, happy birthday, happy anniversary. Um, If you keep track of some of the relationships that they have, it could be, you know, uh, graduation time for their teenage children, or it could be that they're ready to finally get a policy or a vehicle for themselves because they've become of age to drive Anything like this puts you in front of them in a much more um, intimate way that you understand their needs at the time of targeting. So let's go here to the next one, which is billing systems. This is an interesting one, um, specifically because a lot of agency management software back in the 90s, um, you know, spent a great deal of time on billing and accounting. And then after that, somewhere in the 2000s, I wouldn't say abandoned it, but didn't give it the attention that it needed. And so many systems out there, a number of them, um, didn't flesh out, uh, the best way to manage your receivables. Um, and mostly of course now being a direct bill business, um, as opposed to the agency bill business that we used to operate in the eighties and nineties. Um, How are you going to get paid when you get paid and corroborate your commission statement with the carriers, which is still very important, which would fall under this category historically in agency management system. Again, those things are hit or miss. Um, They rely heavily on you setting up individual carriers directly, specifically uh, inserting your commission percentages and stuff like that, how much you make on new and renewal maybe on different programs. And many of you guys, as I know, have uh, a ton of different programs from the same carrier or the same company, and it can get very hairy. So a, a, a more sophisticated third party billing system for not only collecting payment, if you're going to assist your customers to pay directly so that you have a means to collect electronic payment and then be able to revise and review that stuff for remittance to the insurance company that they're going to draft out of your account, Um, be able to look over that information very quickly to identify whether there was, you know, double dipping on EFT transactions, which happened somewhat frequently, what payments came out of what statements. So you can go ahead and and, uh, corroborate that as you're looking over your your, uh, commission statement from the previous 30 days or what have you. There's much more sophisticated third-party billing systems out there and interact directly with something like a QuickBooks or a Peachtree or Sage accounting that might be better suited for you than the agency management platform that you're currently using today. I would be willing to bet that that's probably the case. Now, before we get into a client portal, I'm going to take just a moment and then we're going to finish this off with these next three or four slides. Again, this comes from Eddie Price of Genesis Software with Jenna Kleber, the sales and marketing manager there, sharing this Uh, You'll see a link at the bottom of the source here, and I'll also include it down below in the stream where you can go to that directly and check out Genesis software directly. Contact them if you want a demo to see what their agency management software does. The fact that they have put this information out there recognizes that they understand where they need to be inside of your tech stack and how they can interoperate with your, perhaps your current vendor list or if you need to build a vendor list that can play well with their stuff. So let's take just a moment. And I'll be right back. Today's sponsor of Midday Snack is Friday at HeyFriday.ai. Hey Friday gives you the best AI assisted text creation tool on the market. Today's sponsor of Midday Snack is Friday at heyfriday.ai. Hey Friday gives you the best AI-assisted text creation tool on the market today. You can choose from one of their 40 templates that walks you through various ways to arrive at the best outcome that you're looking for, whether it's a tweet, an email, or a listicle, or a full blog post, it's all very easy inside of Friday's dashboard and interface. All you do is enter in a few details and then provide whatever the uh, questions are they give. And then you give them the answers and it'll go ahead and do all the work for you. And then you arrive at a great outcome where you have a professionally written and ready to go piece. Today's sponsor of, my goodness, my apologies. I don't know what's going on with the, uh, with the uh, hosting app here. I'm gonna try this just one more time. If it doesn't go through, we're gonna get back to the list. The audio quality there was really shoddy. Um, I don't understand that. I'm using a third-party streaming system here, obviously, and going live, you're going to have some of these hiccups, so I apologize for that. Let's try this one more time. I'll be right back with the list, otherwise we'll get right to it. Today's sponsor. Today's sponsor of snack midday, midday Snack, snack is Friday. Is Friday. At hey, Friday at hey Friday. Hey Friday. AI. Hey Friday gives you the best AI-assisted text creation tool on the market today. You can choose from one of their forty templates that walks you through various ways to arrive at the best outcome that you're looking for. Whether it's a tweet, an email, or a listicle, or a full blog post, it's all very easy inside of Fridays dashboard and interface. All you do is enter in a few details and then provide whatever the uh, questions are they give. And then you give them the answers and it'll go ahead and do all the work for you. And then you arrive at a great outcome where you have a professionally written and ready to go piece, whether it, again, it could be a YouTube uh, title for a video. It can be a listicle. It could be a long or short post, anything that you're looking for. And it gives you the bones to, to create what you're looking for, and then interweave some of the stuff that's specific to your brand. So you tweak and change whatever it is that they've come up with at the end of their outcome. If it's something that you need to change around your specific needs, whether it's your brand name, the product name, or the way that you sound, look, and feel, that's always available to you, and you can redo it as many times as you want. So check out Friday today, heyfriday.ai, and start your free trial today. Okay. So that obviously worked a lot better. Again, I apologize. I don't know. Sometimes technology, it's interesting. We're talking about it during this particular piece. It can be kind of wonky sometimes. So uh, my apologies for that. And uh, I, I apologize for it being so, so strange. But now let's talk about customer portal or client portal. This is an interesting change of pace, particularly from the retail point of view um, of what's available out there. But many, many more Customers are becoming, obviously, over the past several years, sophisticated to technology, consumer-facing technology specifically, and want to do more self-service. And there's a variety of ways to do this. It doesn't have to be a mobile app, but it has to be mobile-friendly because of the preponderance of people that are handling things through their mobile devices. Um, but some means of, of identifying who they are as a client or as a policyholder, giving them some basic information, giving them... Some topical, easy transactions, perhaps it could be requesting um, a COI, Certificate of Insurance, for some sort of commercial transaction, or remitting a payment, viewing their driver's identification card, getting a roster of the vehicles or, or a similar property that's on a policy, reviewing their limits, this type of thing, with contact information for further assistance beyond what the uh, web app could possibly do for them, but... There's no doubt that the um, the interest and the demand for this is very very high and continues to increase. Um, with all the national carriers out there, obviously putting all these tools in the hands of these uh, of these insureds, they pretty much expect it nowadays. So, again, if you don't have this today, uh, we're going to go through this at a at a later time and list some of the uh, the players in this space specifically for you to find out. Um, but I'd be looking for this. This is a little bit more a new edge than some of the previous stuff that we talked about and not as easy to locate something that's functional and and works very well and represents your brand. Well, that's another thing to consider when you're doing this because when it's in front of the client, they're expecting to see interact and, uh, and know that it's you behind the uh, transaction. You don't want to give up as much of that as possible. So you can control the relationship, own the relationship and the expectations of what your clients are looking for through the lens of operating with your brand. Now, that segues directly into what uh, Jen is calling an open enrollment system, which I would call a self-checkout or a self-purchase type of system, depending on the policy that you're looking for. There are third parties that have white label or some sort of uh, copy and paste mechanism that can live inside of your website. Generally, they are mobile friendly that can allow for uh, new customers or existing customers to get quotes and bind and enroll inside of the uh, insurance policy directly. Again, very similar to the last slide where we're talking about customer or client portal self service. There's all sorts of reasons why more and more clients or customers are looking to do this on their own as opposed to call like they used to and get quotes. There's certainly no use for phone books or anything like that anymore. And so the way they're going to find you is in two ways. They're going to Google or they're going to look for insurance agencies in their map app, whatever that happens to be, to see what's located around them, close proximity, both of which are going to reference your website should be attached to these results. And then they're looking to do business. And if you don't have some of these tools, they can pop into your website, see that you don't have it, and pop right back out. More and more people are looking to have access to these tools before they even start doing business, um, as opposed to, again, making phone calls. Now, still, there are phone calls. There are you know quotes over the phone. There are people that are being bound over the phone, and you can send them, on the flip side of this, some sort of an email with a link or something like that that dovetails back into this after you've engaged with the client that's willing to call in or wants to call in and speak to a live person. And still, though, the finish line is something like this, some sort of an open enrollment or self-purchase system that allows them likelihood of getting electronic signature, affecting electronic payment, and downloading whatever documents, policy jacket, deck pages, ID cards, or similar, so that they can go about their day, conduct their business. So that's yet another um, item that you want in your stack that will help you finalize the transactions that you've set up for yourself. Next, we have lead lead identification technology, and if I had a dime for everybody that's reached out to me over the past year and a half saying that they generate leads and they can sell leads and they're quality leads and they're valuable leads, that's not exactly what I'm talking about here. Most of those are low quality, unfortunately, and I've heard and I've had experience with with it myself purchasing leads. They've been contacted by 15 other insurance agents. You might be the 12th one in the list. And it's, it's, it's just crazy. And being able to close one of those deals is hit or miss. And you've spent all the time trying to nurture that deal and try to close it. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm saying is through the tools we talked about earlier, through your outbound marketing that generates traffic and you have inbound traffic clicking on these ads wherever they happen to exist. They could be print material, they could be billboards, anything that has a direct call to action that you can measure, then capture as much information as they're willing to give you quickly. You then have a list, a host of leads that should reside now in your CRM that we talked about, second part of this. And then you generate some sort of an approach to how you're going to reach back out to them, nurture them into a sale, close them. And uh, and then of course put them in the roster of your existing policyholders that you then manage the aftercare of the service side of. So part of that is what we talked about earlier with your marketing automation, your email automation is defining personas, defining personality that you're looking to engage with when and how, what it is that you want to get in front of them, what messaging, the timing of it, and their particular preference of how you're going to reach out to them. could be text messaging for some, email for others, could be uh, WhatsApp or social media for even others beyond that. There's a whole host of different ways to do this, and you can break that down. I give uh, a pretty lengthy uh, synopsis of this in previous cases when I've worked with insurance carriers and agencies with great success in setting up personas, identifying how to get in front of them and when and how to develop uh, key messaging that drives behavior that turns into conversion and sales. This is one thing that is very important, especially especially as you grow and scale beyond your initial staff or even the staff that you have today without taking on more bodies and more expense, more labor. All right, so then we have, this is pretty good. Again, especially if you're looking to scale and part of scaling is is being consistent. So, that if you have multiple locations, you have multiple uh, location managers, and you have multiple people that work beneath them as CSRs or insurance agents, it should be no matter who I land on, either through phone or inbound uh, technology connection, I'm treated the same way. I expect the same level of service. The way that they interact with me is on brand with what you represent as an insurance agency. And the best way to go about that, again, at scale is an LMS, a a learning management system, to build your sales enablement, product enablement, product, you know, your culture internally. Now, this this is, again, somewhat more advanced than some of the earlier stuff. Those things are much more key to daily operations, regardless of size, regardless of scale. But the LMS is definitely something that's going to help you move more quickly from a two-location agency chain to six, from 10 employees to 30, because, what you're trying to do at that point is develop a streamlined, consistent way of doing business that's greatly representational of what your brand is, how you're different than your competitors across the street and online. And the best way to go about that is to ensure that you do business your way each and every time, regardless of who's on the phone, who responds to email, who has somebody in front of them in person at their desk. It's all the same. And so You'd lean heavily on an LMS to provide these documentation or this documentation and or videos that are going to walk people through the process of how to do business the way that you have orchestrated that you've seen great results in. One of the more challenging things when it comes to growth is taking on additional personnel and then you, you as the enterprise owner or you as the uh, first manager or operator having to then scale from five people that you can touch, feel, train, manage, measure in your own confines in your own office to then having to travel to multiple locations. And that number becomes, you know, a multiple of that 15, 20, 25 people. Where does the quality of the training, you know, cease? You can only do so much. So travel time, being on premises is at any given time. It obviously becomes very diluted unless you, centralize that and provide a way for your employees to get access to it at any given time, measure their progress so that you can be sure they're representing you in the best possible way. So LMS, very important for that very specifically. And then on top of all of this stuff, and you need to look for this embedded inside of these products, Um, If they provide it, certainly would take it over the top. If they provide it, if it hits all the other marks that you're looking for is the analytics and reporting end of this, which is to measure anything and everything possible. I encourage insurance agents or professionals or brokers or carriers of all kinds measure everything possible possible. I want to know how many times somebody comes to a website or a webpage that I've built, especially if it's purposefully built to be part of my pipeline to get people inbound. Where do they read? Where do they stop? What part of the page did they get down to? Which link did they click? If it's a video, how much of the video did they watch? If it's a series of videos, if I have five videos that are explaining a particular product and this can happen, if it's an outbound or, or some sort of sales enablement product that you want your customer base to see before they engage with you. And, and that's certainly something a lot of sophisticated agencies are, are performing at this time. What video do they spend the most time on? What video do they stop at? Or do they watch all five of them? Tweak it and change it. Is there a percentage of people? And then back out of that and look at the glow picture of now that I've had 300, 500 leads, go to this funnel and get this message, go to this page, watch these videos, what percentage of them are became an active uh or engaged actively with my company's proposition? Either got a quote or maybe got to the finalization of a of a transaction, uh, closed to sale, and then analyzed that as a subset that I had 10% uh you know from from start to finish of an outbound marketing uh you know campaign of which they responded. And 10% of them became a sale or at least engaged in the opportunity for a sale, which I would say is eliciting a quote. And then of those people, what was their average interaction? What was the key information that they seem to have centered around? Which is which link did they click? Again, how much time they spend on the page? How, how many visits did they spend? Uh, which videos did they seem to watch? Did they share the videos with anybody else? other decision makers perhaps or other people. How much time did they spend or did they rewatch certain material? Now, I say all that to say this. What it provides you is the opportunity to hone in on what works. Right. If you go, I've got five videos out there that are a mini-series, maybe they're two to three minutes apiece. We're not talking about anything lengthy. And I'll talk about that in a, another midday snack later as to why you'd want five two to three minute videos as opposed to one 15 minute long video. Um and you notice one of them just doesn't work you know don't be married to the content if it's not working and you go okay the third video on the list people stick around for like 20 seconds breeze right through it never watch it again don't ever spend any time with it dead air cut it out if there's some message in there that you think is important revise it change it put it back in later see what that does right um if you have landing pages and some are working and others are not what are the key differentiating factors between the two? If you have a call to action at the top, you have another one in the middle, you have another one at the very end. Which one of those are performing the best? Why? Try to funnel activity towards that. How long do they stay on the page is important because you might have too much information. If the duration of time on the page doesn't actually become some sort of you know engagement, they don't click the call to action, you need to revise that too. Is it too wordy? Is there not enough uh, engaging you know, like visual material on there to get people to understand where the buttons are so they can get started. This, in my estimation, and I've been doing this for 25 years, is where things are won the most when you're talking about engaging with existing and new clients to get them to do something new with you. Starting a new transaction, buying a new policy and enrolling in your services so you have a customer relationship where all this other stuff that we've talked about backfills into the aftercare of your email and marketing automation, of your CRM management of this personality, identifying this particular group as a personality or a persona, and then driving those uh, automated systems of how to communicate with them so you can keep it rolling, The best way to go about doing that is to analyze these data points as thoroughly as possible to ensure that you know as much as possible about your crowd, your audience, so you can hone your message and drive that home so it can have the highest conversion possible. And so... That's what I'm talking about when it comes to analytics and reporting. Everything that you do, outbound marketing, posts, posts on social media, take very close care and attention to what seems to work, what doesn't work, what gets click-throughs, what gets shares, what doesn't. Again, you know, enlist the assistance of some of these tools, which we'll talk about in more detail later, specific to this um, subject, as to what heat mapping looks like, how much time they spend on the site, where the mouse seems to go, how many times they share or bring Perhaps they haven't shared the material. This is vital in today's more challenging and competitive technological space. So I'm very happy that Jenna included this. Jenna Kleber, again, of Genesis Software, included this in her write-up. Um, because without recognizing and analyzing uh, the data that you can collect from all of your efforts, you're you're running around in the dark. You're just making guess, guesses and throwing things at the wall and hoping that it sticks and that's just not how it's going to work anymore it's too costly uh time-wise and perhaps even expense you know monetary expense to just guess all the time you really need to hone your message and your targeting and the best way to go about doing that is to cultivate begin by doing that stuff because you don't have the information to work on but refine it over time so you've got yourself tried and true ways to target certain personalities with precision with high alacrity so that you can get the results that you're looking for, okay? Now, thank you for joining me. This was, I think, very helpful. At least uh, a lot of people don't know where to begin when it comes to this stuff. I talk categorically about what it is that you should be looking for. Um, Go to the link that you see here at the bottom of the screen or in the uh, stream that I have here below to read more detail about this. Write down the categories for yourself if you happen to have forgotten since we've started this at the beginning. Um, so that you can start looking around at the vendors that play in this space and build the best tech stack to make you a very viable, competitive, engaging insurance agency to do business with. It's very important that you do that. In any case, if you need any assistance with this, I've been doing this for quite some time, reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to assist you. Once again, if you're a vendor that operates in this space and you'd like to come on here and talk to me so that people can learn more about what you do and why you do it, I'd be more than happy to uh welcome you to the show so other people get to know you and your offering much better. Um, But I'll also mention that I have a series um, that I have a uh, discount for right now through the end of the year called the Insurance Agency Identity Video Series. It's a multi-part series that speaks directly to the first step of this process of developing your tech stack. The tech stack should be uh, supportive of what you identify first as what your agency represents and what your agency is trying to accomplish. This is a step a lot of insurance agencies don't take and I think it's a flawed approach. Any of the insurance agencies I've worked with in the past, I've worked with scores of them. The best success is laid out purposefully by by starting from scratch and identifying what it is that you're trying to accomplish, how you're trying to accomplish it and who you are which differentiates you from your competitors. At the end of the day, there's a lot of insurance vendors out there, either direct or, you know, across the street from you perceptively by your target audience. They all offer the same thing. And why would they want to do business with you? And what you do after you've gotten in front of this customer defines uh, their experience with you and their expectations of working with you. So I go through all of that stuff in the Insurance Agency Identity Series. Use the code Kringle25 from Chris Kringle. Kringle25 to get 25% off right now through the end of the year. I think you'd be very happy with that. Um, I've spent some time on developing that particular series. Uh, to start this process off. Even if you're an existing insurance agency, been in business for a long time. In fact, I would argue perhaps it's better to do that now than if you haven't already done this or you need to refine it. Because what you used to do 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 10 years ago may not be and probably isn't uh, viable anymore, or at least to the same degree. And you probably see it in your results. So I welcome you to go check that series out. The link is below. Use the promo code Kringle 25 for 20% off. Watch it yourself. Watch it with your team. You know, as many people as you can squash into a room or share it with other people. um, You'll learn a lot of different ways to be sure that you identify yourself uh, specific to what you're trying to accomplish, which will inform your decisions moving forward as to how you do things, what tech stack you might be looking to put together that can best support it, how to uh, communicate with your audience so that they fully expect and understand what it is that you represent and what you don't. And uh, I think it leads to much better results. And in my past, in my the, the history of using this technique and these, these tools, I've certainly seen that. So thank you very much for joining me again. I'll see you tomorrow, 1 p.m. Eastern for another midday snack and uh, take care.